You know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of life. To starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is The Andy Stork Show. Let's go. Welcome to the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited that you're joining me today because I've got a great and inspirational interview for you today that is all about mindset and pivoting in 2020 and beyond. And of course, we are beyond 2020, but we know that there are more exciting challenges and opportunities coming our way, whether they're global or local or personal to you, there are always going to be things that come up. And so I wanted to share a conversation that I had recently with my friend Justin Shank. Justin is the host of the Growth Now Movement uh, podcast, which has a huge following. He also does some coaching, mindset coaching, and coaching in the podcast space. And he's become a good friend of mine. Uh, we met at a podcast conference a couple of years ago, and I attended his first live conference in April 2019. Um, he pivoted and hosted a virtual event this uh, in 2020, just like I did as well. And so in this conversation, we talk a lot about how he made his pivot from live event to virtual um, and how he pivoted his business during COVID, as well as what he sees as a commonality between all the successful people that he interviews, especially when it comes to mindset, how they approach all the challenges that come up uh, to continue to thrive and be successful, and how has he approached. Um, we get into a little bit of uh, the importance of reflection and investing in different areas of your life. Justin talks about the four pillars and how you need to make sure that you're investing in the right areas. We talk about how he has invested in things like spirituality and wellness, and even how he's gotten past some limiting beliefs that have held him back. And I think that you're going to find a lot of inspiration in the vulnerability that he shares in his own life and how that we can all learn from that and to make improvements in our own. So I'm excited to share this conversation with you. There's a lot of great uh, inspiration in here. Um, and uh, of course, if you want more inspiration on how to take ownership of your career and your life and shift your mindset so you can tackle anything, I write all about that in my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life. So hopefully you've had a chance to read that. If you haven't, the book and the companion journal are available on Amazon, and there's more information on our website, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com. All right, without any further ado, here is my interview with Mr. Justin Shank. Justin, welcome to the podcast. Dude, Andy, I'm excited, man. What This is my second time on? Second time on. You were last on the Andy Stortz show uh, maybe a little more than a year ago, and uh, I'm excited to have you back on here. I've had very few uh, two-time guests. I don't know how many, probably two or three. You're, you're definitely in the, in the top five. I would say, and there's good reason for that. You do a lot of awesome things. You brought a ton of value last time we were here. Uh, we've gotten to know each other really well since then. Um, actually, thinking about that, you know, we met through a podcast conference. You came on the show. Uh, we talked a bunch. You were at the time promoting an upcoming event that you were hosting, the Growth Now Movement Live uh, conference in Reading, Pennsylvania, which happened. Was that May 2019 when that uh, when that happened? It was. Okay. Yeah. So you were on a couple months before that. And uh, just hearing you talk about it convinced me I needed to be there. I immediately bought a ticket and convinced two friends and bought a flight and went up to Reading. And it was a great conference. Uh, unfortunately, didn't get to happen in 2020 
right? Both of us had to yeah. postpone conferences this year. And that's one of the things I want to talk about is pivoting and how you've made pivots, how you see other people making pivots uh, and just mindset and issue in general, because I know you interview and know a lot of really successful entrepreneurs, business people. And uh, one of the things I think that often ties them in common is, is having that strong growth mindset, that ability to pivot and, and turn um, lemons into lemonades and challenges into opportunities and that sort of thing. So before we get into that, maybe just the, the quick hit again on like who you are, what do you do? Uh, what are you doing here? And uh, why should people <laughs> listen to you? <laughs> Dude, that's a great question. Um, you know, and it's constantly changing and evolving and I'm constantly pivoting and understanding that the world is this evolving opportunity for anybody to live their best life. And what I mean by evolving opportunity is things are always changing uh, and we can't control those things, but we can, what we can control is how we react to those. Right. And that we'll talk about yeah. that today, but you know, I'm the host of a podcast called the growth now movement. Uh, I've been doing that for about four and a half years and that has evolved into multiple streams of income from owning a podcast production coaching company to doing some growth coaching uh, to doing retreats, live events, speaking all over the country all those things that at one point I dreamt about and never knew if it was realistic. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if it was actually going to happen. Um, and so now I'm living that life and, and, you know, COVID came last year and, and it's funny cause you had mentioned before you record, like, Hey, look, like we're going to talk about COVID. We know we're already eight, nine months into this yeah. thing, but it's still, it's still changing. Like it, and what we're seeing now, and this is, you know, December of 2020, they're shutting things down again. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? What does that mean for online entrepreneurs? What does that mean for brick and mortar companies? What does that mean for speakers who relied on income from speaking all over the country? And it's really about pivoting, but, but yeah, who I am now is, is somebody who, uh, had two, uh, two roads. He could have went down at a young age and one was drugs and trouble. And the other one was, uh, understanding that I can grow into the person I want to be. And I know that it could take time uh, and hard work and effort. Uh, but, uh, but I chose the right path at that moment in my life. And now I get to do what I love, man. Uh, in, in the, the, sh the longest answer possible, uh, that is who I am. Yeah. I, I love that, that you, as I've gotten to know you better and everything you do and how you operate, um, you really do get to do what you love and you're out there trying to help and inspire other people to do what they love, do the same, right? We're on a similar mission in that respect. And that's why I wrote my book on your career on your life, right? It's not necessarily about being an entrepreneur or running your business or anything like that. It's just finding what you enjoy doing, the career that's fulfilling and moving towards that. But even when you start following and realizing and fulfilling some of your dreams, challenges do come up, right? Things come and, and, uh, and knock you off your feet. And so we talked about how you hosted your first conference uh, back in April of 2019. I was there, it was a fantastic event. And uh, man, you know, one of the things I love about going to conferences is that I always make friends. You and I met at a conference and then I went to your conference and I made uh, more great friends like Chuck Balsamo, who I talk to all the time. Um, Adam Scheible and just a bunch of different people, right? And then I've met people through you um, and I continue like to do that sort of stuff, but it's harder in a virtual world and you were planning on doing the conference again and make it even bigger in 2020, but obviously COVID hit, you couldn't do that. So, you know, tell me your story of like how you've pivoted with your business and what you're doing this year. Yeah, so first I'll tell you this and I saw your little clip that you shared with Jody Mayberry. Uh, who him and I also spoke at a, at the same event at one point. I, I don't even yeah. remember the event, but we He's spoke at the same guy. event at some point, really good dude. But that's true. Like you're the master networker, right? Like the connections. But one thing I've realized as 
I've built this platform that has led into live events and all these other things. I see almost every single day a connection that happened because of something I created. Mm -hmm. And I go, that's really cool. Whether it be a podcast share, a live together on social media, or they're just hanging out because they've become friends. I see it almost like, I'm not kidding when I see, when I say I see it almost every single day. Um, I feel like I get tagged more on social media when people are thanking me for introducing them in some way, shape or form yeah. than for anything that I do, which is like, okay, I'll take so, it though. Right. Like so I, cool. I love so connecting people. Right? Yeah. yeah, it really is. And so, you know, to, to go back to what you were talking about, I, I had the live event and that's really has, has been my labor of love. Like that's, that's really my mission is to bring people together uh, and from a live standpoint and be able to give people the same opportunity that I have every single day because of the podcast, which is to learn from, to connect with some of the top people in their industries, right? And so 2019, I did the first one. It was a sold out event from what my goal was, which is 150 people. Um, I actually sold 160 tickets knowing that less people would show up, uh, just the numbers of how everything works. Uh, and then the second year I was all in, like, I, like my speaker lineup was ridiculous. Um, the things were coming together between live entertainment and the after party at a baseball stadium and all, the, all this crazy stuff. And it was like, gung-ho, we're in, let's go. Um, and I was on the path to double the numbers. Like the goal was 300. Uh, I was, I was, I was aiming right around there. If I were trending the numbers properly, right between 280 and 300 was where I was going to land. Um, and you know, the ultimate goal with the live event was 6,000 people in an arena. Hmm. And then as everybody knows, and every, everything we've encountered COVID happened. Right. And I go, what do I do? And originally I, I pushed it back from May to September thinking two weeks to flatten the curve. Like I'll be good. Yeah, uh, right. And that wasn't, that wasn't like the case. Did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I, I switched it to virtual and I was like, it, here's the funny thing about going virtual last year. I was like, I was the anti-virtual guy because I have a hard time sitting down and, and staring at a computer screen and learning um, I always have, that's why I was a bad, that's part of the reason I was a bad student. Like if I'm bored, I'm out. Um, and so I was like, no virtual, no virtual, no virtual. And then people kept asking me like, what's next from you? What's next from you? What's next from you? Uh, and I, and so I kind of settled on virtual from the standpoint of, I found this amazing platform that allowed people to interact, that allowed people to, uh, interact with the speakers, interact with each other to connect, to grow. And also I can, I can put in live music. I can do the things and create the excitement of a live event virtually. Uh, and so that's what we ended up doing September, 2019. We had about 200 people sign up, which I looked at that as a win because, you know, as, as we discussed at this point, a lot of people yeah. are doing free virtual events right. and I, I decided I was going to charge for it. Um, and so I had about 200 people sign up and, and it was, it was amazing. I had 140 active people on the day of the event chatting and connecting and, and all these things. And, and so what that ended up doing, and, and we're going to, I think this will be a good jumping off point, but what that ended up doing was opening my eyes to the power of virtual uh, and creating con human connection via the internet uh, or via whatever computers and cell phones or whatever. Uh, I go, I can create the same kind of impact virtually than I can live event. Will, uh, will a live event happen in the future? Yes, but also more virtual events are happening too. And yeah. so it opened my eyes to more opportunity for me as an entrepreneur uh, to A, create streams of income, but B, more importantly, um, you know, go even deeper connecting individuals uh, to, to grow and learn and, and uh, hopefully build great relationships. Yeah. And one of the things I've learned is like, first of all, we, we can't stop, right? We can't just sit here and sit around and say, oh, well, COVID it, so we can't do anything, right? And I'm the same as you. I'm not really one to attend a lot of virtual events, take courses online. Um, I have a short attention span and I tend to bounce around and do stuff, right? But 
other people like it. Other people love it, right? And can give value. And we can still give value to those people. Uh, and so I hosted a virtual summit this year as well. And also in September, right? Ours were like back to back. I think mine was the week before yours. And, yeah. um, you know, it may not be for everybody, but live event is also, there are trade-offs, right? Live event is awesome. You and I love them, but I know people who like, I don't go to conferences because I don't travel because I've got four kids or whatever. And, and, but a virtual summit, a virtual conference, I can, I can go to. And so it actually yeah. opens up more opportunities to reach more people and potentially make more of an impact. And you can still make, I think it's harder. You have to be more intentional, but you can still make those connections, whether you're hosting or attending, reaching out to other people, connecting, building that network, building relationships and making new friends. It's still entirely possible. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I talk about every day I see somebody who has connected because of something I created. Uh, I mean, I see that all the time because of my virtual event, like literal people, people like they connected on the thing and now they're, they're swapping podcasts and they're doing all these other things. And they met virtually on my event. I'm like, that's mm. insane. Like you, you can truly create that opportunity when there's an intention set for that. Uh, and I think I kind of set the intention in the beginning of my event saying like, this is what I want you guys to do. Like, here's why I created this now take advantage of it. Uh, and, and, you know, get your money's worth or get, get your time worth. Right. Um, and, and so you see it. And so uh, you're hundred percent, right. I think there was a lot of people when COVID happened, they sat and they waited. And that was my original plan. I was like, I could easily wait, a, you know, a couple more months. And then I went, Oh crap, I can't wait anymore. I need to pivot. Yeah. I need to, I need to move. And that's really the, that's really what an entrepreneur is, right? Somebody who's able to be quick on their feet is able to react to the changes that are happening around them. Uh, and that's what I did. That's what you did. And, and so many other people. Um, now, was it the same result as a live event? No. Um, but it, again, it opened my eyes to greater opportunity and has shifted a number of things. I mean, I'm, ho I'm hosting a small retreat, which we can do during COVID. I'm hosting a small retreat in March of this upcoming year. Um, and then I'm actually doing another virtual summit, but I'm doing it with a different intention to say, how can I bring more people together? How can I deliver more value? Um, and then also from a business standpoint, how can I leverage this to create, you know, potential partnerships and, and business opportunities for me in the future? Um, and so, yeah, it's always constantly moving and the, 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 the landscape of this world is constantly changing. Yeah. Um, and the scary part is, and unfortunately, watching trends, this is just the beginning of that. Yeah. Uh, and so we need to be able to stay flexible uh, and stay open to the understanding that things may crash again in some way, shape or form. And we need to be able to pivot and be, be in front of it, you know, in the future. Yeah. Speaking of the future, I know we can't predict anything. We're recording this now in early December, 2020. Um, how are you feeling about hosting a live conference in 2021? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm shooting for September, 2021, September uh, 17th through 19th of 2021. Uh, is the goal. Um, I don't know if it'll happen. I'm, again, I'm going to stay flexible. Yeah. I mean, if this vaccine comes out, I'm open to it. And I think right. it'll be more of a hybrid model of like, you're either there in person or you might be able to watch online if you're not right. still not comfortable. Yeah. I think the thing is, um, yes, there's, I mean, honestly, I could have held it back in September and people would have traveled. The hardest part was um, uh, I had no venue. I couldn't find a venue that would host it. Mm. So if we can get past the venue issue, we'd be okay because then I can create options for people to view it at home if you don't feel safe. But yep. if you feel safe enough, come travel, come be a part of this. I mean, I just spoke at a smaller event, but I spoke at an event back in September. Uh, that's a lie, back in October myself. And so 
you know, that, that kind of is like, okay, cool. People are willing and able. It's just about creating the safe space for them to come and be a part of it. So fingers crossed we'll hit September, 2021, unless everything falls off the deep end again. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll see what happens. Yeah. I think what we're, what we're going to see over the next couple of years is a lot of events start to come back, but it to be very voluntary personal choice, right? What people decide they want to do. I mean, just for example, like you said, you spoke at an event that happened a couple of months ago in October, I was invited to speak at that same event and I chose not to go. I had a lot of things going on with family and things like that. Um, but it's going to come down to personal choice for a lot of these things. I, you know, I do a lot of work in the corporate space. I think for most of 2021, we're not going to see corporate events come back at all because that's a very different animal when your company says, we're putting this event on and we're flying you there and you have to go. Now you're forcing people to put themselves at risk versus a voluntary event I'm putting on this conference. It's up to you if you want to buy a ticket and fly here and come. That's your personal choice, right? No one's making you do it. Um, and the corporate space becomes a lot more difficult, but I, it, I'm optimistic too. I think we're going to see stuff coming back and I, I hope you're able to, to hold that. Um, and I hope we're able to get back to more of those live events will be good. Yeah, I mean, you know, the main thing is when I think about you know, COVID hitting and like, how do we shift and pivot? I could probably, sh and I don't, I don't mean to sound arrogant by saying this, this is just the reality. I could probably shift to anything and do just fine because I've built community. Um, and I think that as an entrepreneur, if you're, you're able to build community and people that say yes, when you're like, Hey, I want to do this. Can you, can you please do this with me? Like come along with me. And they say, yes, you can pretty much shift to anything. That's yeah. why I think growth now movement live um, 2021 will happen just because of that. Um, plus, I mean, look, they're rushing this vaccine out. They'll, they'll take care of the at risk. Not that I'm a medical doctor. I mean, I'm just reading right. what I'm reading. And just play one on this. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, and so um, it seems like we'll be all right. Uh, but again, like I, if we're not, I can shift again and I can find out what's the next thing and what's the long-term kind of goal at that point to say, maybe this is never coming back. Um, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah. You mentioned building the community and being able to pivot. And you're, you're talking um, about, especially for entrepreneurs who are need to pivot in their business like you and I have. Uh, but I have a lot of listeners who also are in W2 jobs. They're not necessarily starting a business. Um, but there's been a lot of employees and people that have needed to make pivots or may need to make pivots in the future. And I think what you're really speaking to is the importance of having a network and building a personal brand. Because when you have those things and something comes up, you're able to make a shift and call on people and get help, um, leverage that brand you've built. And so in, as an entrepreneur, maybe you're pivoting your business and you're selling tickets to a virtual instead of a live event as an employee maybe you're worried your job's going to go away. You know, I know people that work in the airline industry and hospitality, like th those industries are still getting hammered and you want to go get a job doing something else. That's where that network and that, that brand comes in. No, a hundred percent. And I mean, look, we're all entrepreneurs slash salespeople in some way, shape or form. However, we look at it, whether we're a W2 employee or we're an entrepreneur, we have to worry about ourselves. Right. Uh, and so as a W2 employee or in the corporate space, you have to constantly be on brand for yourself for the next opportunity. Um, you know, the reality is you and I are such great networkers that if we were W2 employee, we can get any job we want. Like it would just be like, cool. Hey, you guys hiring or, Hey, what are you guys looking for? And we'd be perfectly fine. Even if we had yeah. to shift roles or organizations or, or types of, of, uh, of jobs. Right. 
Uh, and the reality is if you can do that as a W2 employee, you're going to be, you're setting yourself up for success too. Right. And you do that number one, but like you said, build your brand. What, what's your brand? Who are you? What do you stand for? What do you bring to the table beyond just your skill level? What do you bring to the table? Second, what's your, what's your community? What's your network, right? Like what kind of community or, or relationships are you building? Um, some of the smartest people I know who are employees, um, you know, they're friends with like five different CEOs of organizations because they know that if something falls apart with their company now, they can just go get another job because they're yeah. friends with these people because they show up in the right rooms and they give unconditionally and they build relationships. Right. Um, and that's the same thing. Like when I call, when I say my community, it's people I've built relationships with. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I think, I think we talked about it on the first time I was on your show. We talked about my live event. I go, look, I have people that listen to my podcast all over the world every single day. Like I actually just got a stat from Spotify. My listeners in Ireland grew 400% in 2020. Like, and I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Thanks, Ireland. Like that's yeah. unreal. But the reality is when I was selling my event, it was one ticket at a time with yep. community and relationship building yep. and all of those things. Um, and so unless you're at the place where you have millions of followers, it's hard to just be like, hey, I'm dropping something. Here we go. That's right. not community. Community is building relationship. And that's, that's as an entrepreneur, that's as a, an employee, that's as the CEO of an organization. It's all the same stuff. So the other thing that's really important when it comes to making these pivots and overcoming these challenges that come up is, is having the right mindset. And I think that's everything you're talking about speaks to that. I know you're really big into personal development and mindset like I am and, and having that positive outlook and how you were, you even said it when we started talking, uh, you know, how you respond, how you react determines your success. Um, I know, you know, Nelly, you were into this stuff. You've interviewed a lot of successful people, entrepreneurs. Um, what have you noticed especially this year about the mindset of some of the successful people that you're interviewing and how that's allowed them to pivot and still be successful. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people, including myself, we've gone internally, like we we go, how do we take care of ourselves? And um, the, somebody asked me a question probably two years ago. They said, what's the common thread between every single person you interview? And what I realized was it was all self-care. It was all, they made sure they took care of themselves first. Right. Uh, and I see in 2020, it's been even greater, right? Like they've gone deeper into the work of meditation and spirituality and understanding the root of who we are so we can deliver more to the people that may listen or follow or, or buy our products or whatever. Um, and so realistically, the trend now has been more of how do I take care of my own health, my own mental stability, my own loved ones, my own whatever. Um, because we see again, very, very much like 2008, we see again, things crumbling around us and we don't, we don't really have control over it, but what do we have control over? Uh, and I believe having a good mindset is under getting, letting go of the things we have no control over and then control, truly controlling the things that we do have control over. And that's ourselves. And how are we reacting and, and what are we doing? And so when I talk to the people that I get to on a regular basis, whether it be on the podcast or friendships that I've developed, it's really about that internal work of, you know, just, just doing the things I need to do to set myself up for success, no matter what comes down the pipe, the, the pike, right? So like Fabio Viviani, for example, um, is working on so many different other opportunities because he's in the restaurant industry and who knows what the, that's going to look like, let alone how much money he's losing now. And so he's been doing a lot of internal work with mentors and, uh, you know, and fr his friends and all that stuff. And I think that's been the trend in 2020. Um, and same for me, man, like, uh, financially 2020 was not as good as 2019, right? That's just the hard truth. Um, but the gains that I've had as a human being, is 10x what it was in 2019. 
uh, because I've, I've sat down and I've done the work for myself. And so a lot of something that I talk about all, uh, a lot recently are kind of the four pillars of our life, right? And so when I talk about growth, I really mean growth in these four, these four sectors of our life. That's business slash money. You got to make sure that's okay. Uh, so you can focus on the other things. It's relationships, spirituality, and wellness. And so am I doing the things I need to do to, to maintain those four things? So the important things in my life, my loved ones, my whatever, whatever I hold dear to me, it stays safe. Um, and so for me, I've focused a little bit more in 2020 on the wellness, on the spirituality and on the relationship um, and not as much on the business, even though I've pivoted. Um, but the nice part was the, the business had a nice stronghold, right? Like it was doing really, really well. And so I've really balanced out the scales uh, when I talk about those four pillars. And since I've focused on those other three, the money has actually just happened in 2020. It hasn't been a main focus. And what I say all the time is I kind of flipped the script. I started focusing on myself instead of the money and the money chased me versus me ch chasing the money. And so it's become this really cool understanding that when I focus on those three things and I keep a balance of all the important things in my life, uh, everything else takes care of itself. And, and, and that, that, whether that's, you know, $400,000 a year, a million dollars a year, or $150,000 a year, um, I'm going to be okay, no matter what, because I have all of that balance in my life. And that's what I've seen with my mentors, my friends, and, and myself is like, if we can go internal and secure ourselves as a human being, none of the other stuff matters. Like, mm. it doesn't matter if they're going to shut down the restaurants to me again, it doesn't matter, because all the other things are super strong, if that makes sense. So you, you build that strong foundation. Um, and then the rest is just going to take care of itself. Yeah, I like that. I like the four elements and, and really taking care of yourself and the foundation. Uh, those things are so important. What do you say to people that are, you know, thinking, well, yeah, that stuff's important, but I've got to get my job done. I've got a lot to do and I don't have time to invest in spirituality, wellness, relationships, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah I hear that a lot, right? Like we always worry about um, the one thing that we feel we need to really worry about. And so what I say is, look, you can focus on your business for a short amount of time, but you need to, at some point, balance it out. Here's why we have these four pillars. And on top of that is a glass plate. And that glass plate holds everything that is important to you, no matter what it is, whether it's a significant other, your children, your parents, uh, your, your, I mean, if it's a house and a car that's held on that glass plate. Mm. And if you focus so heavily on that one pillar of work in the four corners, it's going to keep raising that work and that money is going to keep raising for you. But all these other things that are holding you stay down here and that plate is going to tip and shatter. And so I always say, if you don't have time now, what's it going to be like when you don't have time at all, when mm. your life is over, when your marriage is done, when, you know, when you're not connected to something greater than you and you feel empty and lost, like at that point, you're going to go, Oh shit, I should have focused on the other things. Uh, and so make the time now. And so when people say to me, I don't have the time or I'm too busy, I go, I appreciate what you're saying, but what I would rather hear you say is I don't, that doesn't hold, have a priority in my life right now. Mm, yep. And so hold yourself accountable for the things that you're choosing not to do because you're really going to pay the price in the future. We have to think long-term on all of these things um, because if not, our, our world is going to shatter. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree with that. Uh, definitely, the prioritization—it's it, so important. Um, when you we we get business finance, of course, we know that's important. When you talk about things like spirituality and wellness, uh, what if you could get an example? Like, what's something that you do, and it's personal for everybody, um, to invest time in your own spirituality? 
Yeah. So spirituality for me uh, comes in a, a couple different forms. Number one, I actually have a spiritual uh, friend, uh, guy. I, I call him a guide. He's been my friend for like nine years, but a spiritual guide who helps me connect to what I feel is more, is more powerful than I, right? And that's through meditation. That's through uh, Reiki healings. That's through uh, visualization practices. Um, that's through tapping into the energy that's around me. And so what I, when, I, when I say spiritual, just to kind of clarify that for people, it's different for everybody. So whether you call it God, source, energy, mother nature, we all know that there's something floating around us at all times that is not us, right? And, and it could just be energy, electrons, protons, neutrons, but they're there. Um, and it's all interconnected. And so spirituality for me is the understanding and the humbleness that there is something greater than I. And if I can connect on such a level, I can ask that, that entity for anything. And I can be granted that if it comes from the right place and I'm connected in the right way. So for me, it's a lot of centering. It's a lot of understanding, um, a, a lot of humbling myself, a lot of letting go. Um, and I do that again through, you know, meditation practices, some Reiki healings uh, when needed um, and some, some prayer slash visualization in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how I take care of that to make sure that I'm centered uh, in everything that I'm approaching in my life. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, what about wellness? Yeah. So wellness for me has always been the pillar that's been the weakest. Hmm. Uh, but it's, it's there, like, by the way, I'm glad that you said that. It's so easy for everybody to just say like, oh, I'm so great at everything. And the important <laughs> thing is to recognize, look at yourself, right? And we all have strengths and weaknesses. You know, some people kick butt in business and their jobs, but they struggle with wellness. Other people are like fit and healthy all the time, but like, man, they just can't ever get that promotion or make figure out how to make money, right? We've all got areas on the the wheel, the pillars, whatever that are going great and some that we need to improve. Yeah. So wellness for me has always been, been the one lacking number one from me making excuses saying I've got other more important things and I'd rather have this, this quick burger than make a healthy meal um, to, Hey, I don't, I don't, I can't do these practices I need to do to love myself. So under wellness, I also put like self-love self-worth and mm -hmm. those things. Um, and so for me, 2020 has really been about finding balance Um focusing on myself to, to fuel my body versus feed my body. Number one, number two, um, has really been about those practices of understanding my self-worth and, and loving myself a little bit more. Um, that's something that I've, I've, the self-love thing has always been something that has lacked until about this year. Mm. Uh, and that's been through some practices of coaches and, and, uh, therapists and all the other things to really, really focus on that, to, to feed that wellness side of things. Um, and then actually in 2020, uh, 2021, I'm going really hard on the physical wellness. I'm, I'm actually doing 75 hard starting January 1st. Nice. Um, and pushing my body beyond the boundaries, right? I always had this limiting belief story about myself. Uh, and I'll share, I've never shared this on a podcast. I shared it when I spoke at an event one time, but I'll share it here. Um, I broke both my hips when I was a kid. So I broke my first hip when I was 12, my second hip when I was 14. Um, oh. And I stopped playing sports. I stopped running around. I started playing video games. And I became chubby. And so from there, from that point on until this year, uh, last year, really, it's like kind of, I, I stopped yo-yoing last year. Uh, I became a yo-yo guy, right? Like fat and then unhealthy, skinny, fat, unhealthy, skinny, fat, and unhealthy, skinny. Um, and that was the yo-yo that I did. And it's because I told myself the story. I can never be the physically fit person. Mm. I can never work out too hard. I can never go run 10 miles. I can never, because I told that story because I held on to that limiting belief since I was 12. When I was told, no, you can't do that right now. And I held on to that story. And so 
the reason I'm doing so many of our, yes, you all have the physical results, but it's really about breaking through that limiting belief of, no, I can be the physically fit. I can be these things. I can be these things I've always said I couldn't be. Uh, and that's actually why I'm doing that challenge. But that's when it, when I, when I'm talking about these four pillars, there's always a given moment where you have to put more time into one of them, right? Whether it's work or whether it's your relationship or whatever. Um, and for me, the beginning part of 2019 is going to be my wellness pillar uh, to get physically fit and to, to really take control of that, that limiting belief that I've set for myself. I love that. Um, and when you, <laughs> you said the beginning of 2019, 2021, I think you mean, um, yeah, you got, yeah. did I say 2019 years mixed up like three times in this conversation? That could be another, <laughs> another thing for you to work on in 2021 is like figure out what year are we in and what year it's Dude, always, I don't, I don't ever know the day. I don't, I clearly don't know the year. No idea what's going on. Well, you know, it's the end of the year. It's always confusing. You're like, what year are we in? Um, yeah, going into 2021. And um, yeah, it's important for us to think about, again, like the strengths, the weaknesses, and what time of, of you know, life are we in that we need to work on this sort of thing. And as we come to, you know, recording this in December, this may be coming out more in January, but as we start a new year, what's important for us to work on this year? And I've had those years where it was all in on health. And then I said, you know what? I'm actually spending so much time at the gym that I am losing money because I'm not taking care of client stuff. Like I've had those years and then had to go like, okay, I need to pull back and not work out as much so that I can take care of business. And I've got my own limiting beliefs I need to get through. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I think we all have these labels or beliefs from childhood, from our twenties, from time in our life where we, where we really thought I can't do this or I can't be this person. And then we, something has to change. We need to break through that barrier in order to change. That's not just about taking action, but it's really changing the mindset and believing in yourself, loving yourself, believing that you're worthy and you're capable of being physically fit, of running a marathon or whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, a lot of times it starts with the mindset and breaking through that limiting belief. Yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. Like, and, and, limiting beliefs come from different areas of our life, right? Some mm -hmm. of them are self-inflicted, inflicted. some of them are inflicted when we were children by our family members. Some of them are inflicted by society saying, well, just because you're from there, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, I, I, I sat down um, and I was like, look, I am, like, my business is, is killing it. My relationships are the strongest they've ever been. My spirituality is, I feel so much more connected to whatever is greater than me than I ever have before. And I went, okay, well, this, this fourth pillar over here is, is lacking. And I go, why, why is it? Can I, why is it? Can I go through sprints and really focus on it? But then I lose hope and I get to, or I get to a certain point where I'm like, wow, I've never been this fit before. And then I lose it all. Um, and so when I dug deep into what is that, it was that limiting belief that I set up myself as a child to say, I couldn't be that. And I go, cool. Well, when, and I looked at my calendar and I literally said, when can I fully commit to this? Uh, and, and obviously it's not a new year's resolution. It's just when things finally break open for me with the things that I'm working on now. Yeah. And I go, that's it. I'll start at January 1st. Uh, my girlfriend's doing it with me, which is phenomenal. That's going to help a ton. Um, but I was like, let's break through some limiting beliefs. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard, 75 yeah. hard, which is a great right. name. Yep. Andy Frisella is a genius for coming up with this, by the way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we look at it and we go, when can we set the time? And a lot of times we go, we got to start now. But that's not always the case. Like there's other things you got to tie up. There's loose ends you got to finish before you go to the next thing. And that's in any area of your life, right? Like if I say, hey, 
you really got to focus on your spirituality because I feel like it's an important thing and you're not really focusing on it. You probably shouldn't go to a shaman and, and, and take some shrooms the next day. Like you got to figure out when, when it works, by the way, I've never done that. And I will, I, I don't think I ever will the ayahuasca stuff. Yeah. Um, but like that's going zero to 60 and that's, that's going extreme. Like it takes yeah. time and it takes certain measures. And like, I'm doing things now to prepare for 75 hard. Cause if I went to what I was doing from before to going 75 hard, forget about it. Like actually I do the 45 minutes outside every single day without question already. Uh, and by the way, I live in Pennsylvania where once I start this, it's going to be snowing and freezing and cold. Um, but I'm preparing my body now. Like I'm doing yeah. the things that I have to do. So I, there's no excuse once it comes. And so it, it was about, I can't go zero to 60. I have to go zero, 15, 30, yeah. and then I can get to 60. So um, yeah, man, that's, that's everything. But it's, it's really about that self-awareness too. I think a lot of people lack that a lot of times. Um, and so, I, you know, use your mentors and people around you. If you, if you don't feel yourself aware, um, you know, use people around you and ask them like, Hey, what is it that you think I need to work on? What am I, what am I lacking? What am I missing in my life? Um, and take it to heart and then do the things you need to do, whether it's hiring somebody or, um, reading the right book or listening to the right podcast or whatever, do the thing that you can move in the right direction. Love it. Uh, such great and wise advice to end on. We could all improve in different areas. And so if you're listening, I hope you're taking notes. You're thinking about what is the area that you're doing well in? What's the area that you can improve in? Um, go do some learning, figure out what's the next program or thing you need to do. How can you improve that? Hire a coach if you need to. Uh, listen to a great podcast, read a book. Um, we've got all those resources here for you. So speaking of that, Justin, Growth Movement Now is the podcast. Um, if anybody wants to go find out more about what you're doing, um, get in touch with you. Where's the best place, best place for them to go? Yeah. I mean, obviously they can go check out the podcast, but they can also, uh, if they want to check out more on these four pillars that I was just talking about, I'm yeah. going to be talking about them at the virtual summit that I'm doing in February. Okay. Uh, so it's February 18th and 19th, 2021. Didn't mess up the year that time. Nice. So February 18th uh, and 19th, uh, Andy, hopefully you're going to be on a panel for the virtual event. I'm bringing in incredible speakers and it's free. So if they go to growthnowsummit.com, they can reserve their seat totally free. Uh, and they can, they can grab their spot and join us and uh, learn and grow and um, really figure out what it is they want to do with their life. Or if they already know, how do you go to the next level? How do you connect with the right people? And hopefully they can do that there. Growthnowsummit.com. I like it. Justin, one more question for you. Last question I ask all of my guests. Uh, of course, you know, I have a book called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. And this podcast has the same name. When you hear that, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, what does that mean to you? Whoa. That's a great question. Um, Thank you. That's a great question. I would say for me, that just means if you're able to own one aspect of your life, you have the ability to own everything in your life. Uh, and, you know, career being your specific topic, like it makes sense. Like, hey, like go all in on something, own it, truly own it. And if you can prove to yourself, you can own that one part, you can own every single thing else in your life. Love it. All about taking ownership, start with that one thing, expand to others. Justin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's always awesome talking to you. I look forward to keeping in touch, uh, joining you for your virtual summit in February and hopefully for your next live in-person event in September of 2021. Thanks again for being here. Thanks, man. All right, cheers. <laughs>